This is Fuse FM, Manchester's student radio. We're back. Oh, I love that sound, William. I love it. Nine long months have passed since a touchdown with Tom and Will episode, but it is October the 8th and we are back on your airwaves. Where do we even start? I know. Well, well, let's start with what the show is, shall we? Seeing as it is the first one of the new season. Touchdown with Tom and Will. If it isn't self-explanatory by the name, we'll be reviewing all the NFL action from the weeks gone by, the weeks forthcoming, everything NFL on Fuse FM. The week gone by, the big news stories, everything's happened in the off-season, because it has been nine months since we've talked to you, and then previewing next week's games. This is Fuse FM, Manchester's student radio. Alrighty. I guess we get straight into it then with last week's Thursday night game, which was the Seahawks hosting the LA Rams in a thriller in Oregon. Went down one point winner in the end. Seahawks coming away with it, 30-29. Russell Wilson just really showed his quality here and really why I think he is an MVP candidate for sure. 268 passing yards, four touchdowns, and one of them was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, if you're going to watch one highlight from this week, look up Tyler Lockett touchdown. They talk about the toe tap, which is basically the fact that to score a touchdown, the ball can be outside of the touchdown zone, but you have to have both feet tapped inside the zone when you catch the ball. Now, Tyler Lockett, his entire body, I would say, is outside of the zone other than his two feet. It's unbelievable. He's almost a kind of 45-degree angle outside of the the line um and they make all these kind of crazy stats but it said that he had a 6.3 percent probability of completing that pass um and it's unbelievable athleticism um and the toe tap in general you can watch highlights of just that is a phenomenal thing to watch on youtube russell uh, wilson was all over the place as well wasn't he he was under pressure he was rushing around spinning out of danger and then he just launches the ball into the air and the way that the sort of the camera angles on the nfl you can't really see the receivers downfield so as soon as he released the ball Sort of just like, <gasps> yeah. I mean, as an, enter- uh... <laughs> as, an enter- as an entertaining quarterback to watch, if you're getting into the game, if you're trying to pick a team, Tom Brady can have all his rings all you like, but you will see nothing that excites you watching Tom Brady, or even people like Drew Brees, or even like Aaron Rodgers. For most of the time, if you want to watch someone exciting, watch someone like Russell Wilson, watch someone like um, Jackson for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, because these people are all over the place, dodge five tackles, and somehow complete the pass, and it was a oh, fantastic game to start off the week. It was a big game as well because the Rams, who obviously made the Super Bowl last year, have now lost two on the bounce. Yeah, I mean, it's all about, and all about is Tom, Todd Gurley, isn't it? Because he was a MVP candidate last year, leading the league in rushing, and he really hasn't got going this year. I think they're like 28th in the league in rushing. Um, without him, they do a completely different team. It is a tough division there in the NFC West as well, and especially with the 49ers who played last night, who we'll talk about a bit later on absolutely leading the way this divisional game between the Seahawks and Rams could have massive yeah I mean for years almost the Seahawks have dominated the entire division the Rams were a mess obviously they've only just moved to LA two or three years ago the Cardinals haven't been good for many years and San Francisco 49ers without a quarterback haven't been very good but now they're coming back into play and it's going to be one of the best divisions in the NFL 
question is how can the Rams come back? They've got one of the best coaches as well. Yep. In still, Sean McVay. Still, still a young team. I think it's a long season ahead of them. Um, but I wonder if they are still on a bit of a hangover from that really disappointing Super Bowl performance. But I guess we still haven't talked about it on this show, but obviously the Rams losing in a very low scoring um, bore of the century uh, <laughs> Super Bowl against the Patriots where they really failed to score. Maybe there's a bit of a hangover from that and they're still trying to get going and rejuvenize their season. Plenty of time to go though. On to the next game. So the Panthers played the Jaguars in a high-scoring game. Panthers coming away with it in the end, 34-27. And for me, this game, it's a story of two quarterbacks, Indeed. two backup quarterbacks. Carl Allen, undrafted, coming in for Cam Newton, former league MVP, big name, big brand. No one's really heard of Carl Allen. No. And he's been incredible. He's been amazing. Yeah, Kyle Allen has just performed unbelievable. No one thought they'd do anything without Cam Newton, even though Cam Newton had some inconsistencies last year. But they've been 4-0 with Kyle Allen. They were 0-9 in their last games with Cam Newton. So if he does get fit again, um, it's going to be hard for him to get back into the side, you might think. The thing about Kyle Allen as well, he was one of the highest recruited quarterbacks out of high school. So back when he was at high school, he was sort of renowned as this really exciting prospect. And he sort of was a bit of a journeyman around the colleges and never really got nailed down a starting spot, and that resulted in him not being drafted. But actually, you can see that the talent is clearly there. Indeed. And then, I mean, what can we say about Gardner Minshew? <laughs> I mean, he's a walking meme, basically, for the Jaguars. He's this quarterback with a moustache, came out of absolutely nowhere, um, playing because the injury to um, Nick Foles who the Jaguars brought in to try and solve their quarterback problems in the offseason. Um, and he's got two wins for the Jaguars. I don't think they're going to go anywhere, but it's definitely entertaining to have him leading their side. He's an exciting player. He's funny as well. He's just he's hilarious. He takes life remotely seriously. If you look at all the quarterbacks in the league, they are very serious. They do every single press conference. They're kind of zoned in. They've been kind of taken so seriously their entire career is the next big thing whereas he just seems to be there for a laugh and I'm he's, loving watching him his stories of him doing his warm ups in the change rooms just in his jock strap he's got this big moustache he wears a bandana he's been heralded as sort of the American dream incarnate yeah, absolutely loving him we better keep going on to the Texans who put 53 points past the Falcons the second time they scored over 50 points under the Sean Watson as quarterback they hadn't done it in 10 years previous to that and the Falcons just just can't keep anyone out basically right now they're an absolute mess the Falcons people thought maybe with the likes of oh what's his name the wide receiver oh uh life, no 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 with their wide receiver uh, no no I can't believe him and Matt Ryan of course They've got some absolute... Julio Jones, Julio Jones. Julio Jones, for goodness sake. All pro for all his entire career. Yeah, with the likes of them as the sort of their pivotal players, they might be able to make a a stand this year, but it's their defense that's just letting them down. And as a result, Matt Ryan is having to force plays. And it's just been a really poor start for the Falcons. They're all over the place. Yeah, the Falcons have conceded 152 points in five games, and you you can't win games during that. They haven't won away on the road yet, and... I can't see him get anywhere in the division, which is still going to be so competitive because the Buccaneers are scoring points of fun. The Saints are going to be, who knows what the Saints are going to do with Teddy Bridgewater, with Drew Brees being injured. And the Panthers obviously having this weird success rate so far. So It's such a weird division, that division. So you've got the two backup quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater for the Saints. We've already mentioned Carl Allen for the Panthers. Buccaneers, as you said, what's going on there? And then the Falcons exactly. just making an absolute mess of it all. 
and talk about high scoring games the bills played <laughs> against the titans and played out another really boring victory for the bills they won 14-7 there was one touchdown in three of the quarters and then that was kind of all that happened the bills defense we have to give it credit because we don't really talk about defense much on this show we like to focus on the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the star moments but they have won three games scoring 14 or less which means it's totally down to the uh Bills' defense, and they've kept the opposition to under 400 yards in 17 straight games. It's probably only the Patriots, I think, have done uh, more straight games than that. So, I mean, credit where it's due. Their defense is standing up to everyone else. I love the Bills. <laughs> I think they're so great. Literally, no one cares about the Bills except no. for the incredible Bills fans. fans. That is true. They are mental. They throw people. They jump on tables, as in like hurl themselves onto tables. They are absolutely incredible. And their team is just the sort of dogged, determined, driving team that's just sort of are doing incredibly well this absolutely. season. Really. I mean, if we're trying to get listeners into the NFL, I'm going to name a few f- things you should use. I'm not going to say watch a 20-minute highlight package, but watch toe-tap touchdowns and watch Bill's fans through table <laughs> compilations. It's some sort of weird ritual they have where they jump off vans and anything in the parking lot through tables. And the way you used to see on WWE, it's ridiculous. Um, in the snow, they play games in five foot of snow. It's, it, they're a funny team to watch, but entertaining-wise, they're not, but their defense is holding up. On to the next game, and it's... The struggling Redskins versus the powering Patriots. Yeah, I mean, nobody saw the Redskins get anything anything from this. They scored 25 points in their last three games. They just sacked their coach. They've got a rookie quarterback, and it's going to be a long, long season for Washington. It's all gone poorly for Washington after that Alex Smith injury last year, so they were looking quite well at the top of their division. And then Alex Smith, horrendous breaking of the leg. Yeah. And it's just set them back since then. They brought in Case Keenum, who's sort of like... The ultimate backup quarterback. Every, everyone's backup. T- typical journeyman, you could say. He's gone everywhere and he's started in places just because they have no one else. And I think I, everyone that I can think of, he's been and been dropped yep. wherever he's gone and started. Usually for a rookie. And yes. that's happened again here. And to be fair, I'm not sure what Dwayne Haskins is supposed to do. They haven't got the weapons to support his talent. They haven't got the offensive line to stop him getting sacked every game. And I'm not sure where they're going to go this season, but I don't think it's going to be many wins on the table, especially in their division, which is tough. You've got the Eagles, you've got the Cowboys, you've got the Giants doing all right in comparison to how people thought they would do. They're not on five. Um, it's going to be a long season for Redskins fans. Patriots looking very good. Very, and then we move to good. London. Woo! Not, 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 a t- <laughs> not, not a team yet, but the Raiders and the Bears did face off in London in a game that I originally thought the Bears would dominate due to the Raiders' dysfunctionality. I've got the whole drama with Antonio Brown over the summer, which we'll discuss. And the Bears obviously had such a good end to last season. But the Raiders made it a very entertaining game. They came out victorious in the end, 24-21. And they actually led 17 to nothing for the vast majority of the game. Bears without their starting quarterback, Mitch Trubitsky. Chase Daniels, another bit. He's had five starts in about 10 years, I think, in the NFL. And he he clawed it back, though. He clawed it back. And then Josh Jacobs, the Raiders' rookie running back, was just incredible and... Yeah, absolute animal. Just making sure they got that first down over and over again. Scoring two touchdowns himself. And I mean, the Bears, the Bears are uh, flattering with three two, three and two record. I mean, they've won three games. They've averaged seventeen points a game, which is the lowest for any team of winning rate, winning record. Um, I don't think they're going to struggle this year. You know, without that starting quarterback, without a defense that's really performing the way it was last year. But if Cornell Mack gets back to his best. Um, We'll see where that goes. They had Akeem Hicks as well. He went off pretty inside the first sort of three minutes. He's also an absolute force on their defensive line. And very exciting to see the first of the London games, especially 
for English supporters like me and Will. It's nice to be able to watch a game, even if it is in Spurs Stadium. Indeed. It's a bit <laughs> upsetting that it's there. But next week's even bigger because next week will be the first divisional game to be played in London. So divisional games, you might know, count for more because that place is where you end up in your four-team division. That has impact on the playoffs. But the first time a divisional game will be played in London. Now, maybe it's because the Buccaneers have no home... Uh, advantage because no one goes and sees the Buccaneers no one wants to go and see the Buccaneers in Tampa but they are playing their home game in Spurs which maybe people are saying the Buccaneers are one of the favourite teams to move to London if a team is going to move maybe they'll have an impact we'll talk about that I'm sure throughout the show and throughout this series moving swiftly on to the Cowboys versus Packers Cowboys who had an absolutely immense start discussions about Dak Prescott's new contract they've been signing people left right and centre to contract extensions Ezekiel Elliott holding out for a bit, then getting a massive deal. And they've lost two in the bounce now. And they lost this one to the Packers, 34-24. The Green Bay Packers with new coach, Matt LeFleur, is coming up trumps this season so far. Yeah, Dak Prescott is trying to do everything. He has done so far this season to justify a huge, massive new contract. And then he goes and throws two, three interceptions. Nightmare for him. I mean, they had 200 more passing yards than Green Bay and yet still managed to lose by 10 points. Um, very typical Aaron Rodgers, gritty display. Um, and the Packers haven't, yeah, such a complete, complete vibe around the organization there was last year. Last year it was so dysfunctional. The coach got sacked. Rodgers fell out with him. Everyone says Rodgers' organization, and, but it's going way better this year. No, it looks good. And Rodgers has still got so much left. He's well and truly, maybe oh, not yeah. in his prime, but bloody hell. I mean, slightly off his prime, still talent wise. Yeah, it's mean, incredible. People like Rodgers and Breeze and Brady have proven that there is no longer a set of expiry date for quarterbacks. We can't put one yet because these players are still playing late into their 30s, into their 40s. I mean, it's unbelievable athleticism from these guys. Eagles, Jets, yeah, William, your Jets. Jets, Jets played again. <laughs> but Jets had a bye week, so I was like, you know what? That's it. Now we're going to get to grips with it. We're going to go to the Eagles. They're not doing amazingly this season. And, and, and then Sam Darnold got mono and then he recovered from mono and he, he practiced on thursday and he practiced on friday and was like right he's gonna play we didn't even let anyone else practice because it's fine sam darnold was fit to play and then on saturday he wasn't fit to play and he didn't play and he didn't play and <laughs> luke fork yet to start a game before this season started uh three interceptions no touchdowns a 31 to 6 loss and the jets are not and seven in the last seven games they could be not on seven after the next three because they got to play against the cowboys and the patriots again the only hope is once they're, <laughs> one, once they're not in seven, they will play against the Redskins, the Dolphins, and the Bengals, arguably three worst teams in the yep. league, and we'll get to another season of four and 12. And they'll have Sam Darnold back. Le'Veon Bell will just talk a little bit about in a bit. And yeah. they've strengthened their defense. It's just all gone to pot a little bit for the Jets, as almost true to form. The Eagles looking good. Carson Wentz. Yeah. He's quite a talent. He's a big boy. He's seen he? a full season of Carson Wentz is quite exciting, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, we've only had five games so far, and he hasn't lasted a season yet. No. So we'll just have to see yeah, whether he does last the season. But obviously, maybe with the re- with Nick Foles being released, maybe taking a little bit of the pressure off yeah. and sort of just put to bed any sort of, if there was any debate about who should be the starting quarterback. Starting quarterback controversy at the Giants a few weeks ago has been completely resolved now yep. by Daniel Jones's introduction, though he couldn't quite come up trumps against the Vikings. Kirk Cousin bouncing back from an embarrassing primetime defeat to be victorious over the Giants 28-10. Yeah, and we'll talk about Daniel Jones. I think he's worth a chance. I mean, I know he got... I mean, Giants fans went absolutely mental when he was drafted, <laughs> sixth pick. 
kind of unknown out of uh, Missouri State, and like, where is where is this guy from? Duke. 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 <laughs> Who's the guy from Missouri? Someone else. From that Missouri. was um, Falk. That was. No. Anyway, out of Duke. <laughs> but in my opinion, he is doing no worse than Josh Rosen was doing, than Sam Darnold was doing, than Josh Allen was doing this time last year. He all heralded as kind of new, great generation quarterbacks. He's two and three. He's doing all right. He scored some touchdowns. He's going to grow into the game. It's not easy to come into the NFL as a rookie quarterback, especially with all the hype that comes over it, especially being a top 10 pick. So give him a year. Give him some time. Especially know? being at the Giants, who yeah. have had Eli Manning for so long. Yeah. And they had this sort of almost like dynasty at quarterback which has been yeah. fading and there's been, been so s- much pressure on the successor and he's really now i've been really impressed by daniel jones couldn't bring the team to victory against the vikings this week but certainly promise and he's yeah. more athletic than people give him credit absolutely for. absolutely he's like run Shannon was last year far more athletic than people realize we better hurry through these last few <laughs> games we have so much to talk about today the saints played the buccaneers with teddy bridgewater stepping in for the injured for foreseeable future drew Brees picked up a win 31 24 teddy teddy who's about teddy bridgewater <laughs> with four touchdowns for the first time in his career showing some of the form he showed at the vikings three or four years ago uh, and we'll see where that goes with the saints they've got such a strong squad overall and we know so much relies on the quarterback but they have such a strong group of players that I reckon they could still win this division with the Buccaneers, with the Falcons, with the Panthers, still win this division with the squad they have, but it'll be entertaining for sure. The Cardinals got their first victory under new head coach and quarterback Kyler Murray. Yeah, the the, the Bengals aren't very good. <laughs> but the um, Cardinals won. But they did win. And they're and exciting. Kyler Murray and they're exciting and he's young and he's a first draft pick and it's always good to see him pick up some victories. And I do think he's better than Josh Rosen. It was a massive gamble the Cardinals to trade away their draft pick from last year their first draft pick from last year in favor of getting a different quarterback but if it comes off and they get more victories like this it'll be proved worth it but they are in such a tough division you know as a team trying to prove itself trying to grow as a team trying to work out what they are to have to face the Seahawks and the Rams every single season and now the 49ers <laughs> is very very tough but they're trying to on the reinvent sort of their style of football as well in the Cliff Kingsbury they talk about this what's it called air raid offense yeah. where it's just basically like slinging it all over the place hit Fitzgerald and hope for the best but yeah I don't know it's exciting it it's is. fun Kyler Murray's fun and exciting and we'll talk a little bit more about him and the draft in the next few minutes so Ravens versus Steelers this was a big game divisional game the Ravens looking good in the opening few matches falling back slightly the Steelers having lost Ben Roethlisberger their potential Hall of Fame quarterback and went all the way down to the wire, 23-26 with Tucker tucking home the kick to win it in overtime. Yeah, this was a really tough game for Lamar Jackson, actually. I mean, going to the Steelers is always going to be tough. It's only a second season as their starting quarterback. Completion percentage is 68%, one touchdown, three interceptions. But with Mark Ingram, he brings uh, playing running back from the Saints last year. He's a he brute. Brings, he's a brute. <laughs> he brings nine years of experience. He's so helpful in the pocket with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's averaged six rushing touchdowns a season over his first eight seasons as a running back in the league. He's already got five in three games. I think he's going to be a massive help in the locker room, helping out Lamar Jackson, being there when Lamar Jackson's run isn't quite strong enough to get through those really strong offensive lines, so defensive lines. But we will see how that goes on. But big win for the Ravens. The Steelers struggling this year, struggling in a way we haven't really seen them before. Obviously, they've lost their big players from two years ago with um, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and now Big Ben. And... Mike Tomlin's under a lot of pressure, I'd say. He is, and he has been under a lot of pressure for a while now. Steelers, such a famous history of winning. Yeah. They can't go too long without winning. Yeah, one and four of a season as it stands. Broncos, Chargers. This was a game that I don't really I care about. It. I didn't know 
Chargers beat, lost 13-20, and the Chargers have been pretty poor this season. They lost their best player, in my opinion, safety, Derwin James, I'd be, I'd agree, who was yeah. their number one draft choice. He's out injured for a long time. Broncos are very unexciting as well, especially with yeah. Joe Flacco as their quarterback. Yeah, first win of the season, they're 1-4, the Chargers are 2-3. The Chargers got a lot of time to try and regain their form from last season, but you're right, losing James is a massive loss. Um, but they are in the division only with the Raiders, Broncos, obviously Chiefs are very much favourites. But they could still sneak a playoff berth, I reckon, but they've got enough time to get back into that form. Talking of the Chiefs, they were really were the firing guns at the start of this season, and they've been defeated for the first time in 2019-2020 by the Colts. And the Colts with their backup quarterback. We've spoken a lot about many backup quarterbacks currently starting in the NFL. Jacoby Brissett leading the Colts to victory over the Chiefs. He came in, obviously, after Andrew Luck, who's basically been heralded as sort of generational talent, an incredible performer for the Colts. And with a potential future being in his, his oyster really yeah. retiring at the age of 29 citing that he can't deal with the pain of playing the NFL wanting to spend more time with his family and to be fair he's made his money and yeah. he's obviously thought enough's enough I want to do other things and Jacoby Brissett's come in been named the starter Colts fans booed Andrew Luck as he left the field for his last game Jacoby Brissett has led them to victory over the Chiefs incredibly what I did find so weird about that is Andrew Luck announced his retirement in preseason, was it? Well, it got broken mid preseason yeah. game by one of the leading sort of NFL tweeters. Reporters, <laughs> yeah, reporters. No, 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 as but it. the Colts season finished in January. So Andrew Luck waited eight months to announce his retirement. Now, I understand he wanted to do preseason. He's had a lot of injuries. He wanted to see whether he could go another year. But I understand why the Colts fans are angry because he left them in such a difficult position. They could have drafted a quarterback, they could have traded for a quarterback. And instead, to lead them in that position so late in the season, I would understand why they're angry, despite the success he's brought them over the years. But clearly, Jacoby Brissett is a good enough player. Yeah. He's just been at Patrick Mahomes, yes. Andy Reid. Why not back him? I think people well, have said... they've got to back him now. They've they have to. They have. Him. They've also given him a new contract, two-year contract, and they have to back him. Yeah, maybe they draft a, a quarterback this year, depending on, obviously, where they fall and what position they get in the draft. But people were saying that he was the best backup quarterback in the NFL yeah. before he is now, obviously, the starter. He's certainly got a chance to prove it now. There's some very funny... Um, when it got, when the news broke, yeah. there were some very funny tweets that got reposted, stuff like by Jacoby Brissett, stuff like, if I've drank a glass of water, do I need to wash it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of it was like, no, this is not what... I also, fans I, I also loved um, I loved Bill Belichick's reaction. It was like four hours after news had broke and he was in a press conference and they said, you know, did you know that, you know, what are your views on Andrew Luck retiring? It's a great quarterback. And Belichick went, did he? <laughs> but Belichick, if you haven't watched his press conference, has this brilliant way of focusing only on the Patriots' next game. He will not be drawn into any other drama, no free agency drama, nothing he doesn't want to talk about. And he just removes himself from all of that. So it was brilliant to see him. Oh, has he? Oh, no, no issue to us. We're not playing in Indianapolis this year. You know? <laughs> brilliant. Finally, Monday Night Football was a biggie for, for Tom's uh, little, little faves in Cleveland and Baker fan club. Um, I think I had a plan. It really didn't, and it really hasn't. And this, last, last year, if you listen to Touchdown with Tom and Will, I love the Browns. I love the fact that they'd gone 16-0, and then come back and won with Baker Mayfield, their number one draft pick, this controversial character leading the way, sort of the underdog story, feisty, Almost, yeah, rude, I yep. would say, yep. to say, to say the least. 
and just wanted to sort of land punches in the NFL. And this year, it's been incredibly disappointing. We'll talk a little bit about their offseason, but they came in this year with such hype. Yep. And I've actually really, it really hasn't enchanted me at all, this hype. But they also, they create the hype themselves. Oh, I mean, the hype so isn't annoying. just from them, you know, bringing in great players like Odell Beckham Jr. On, on free agency. They could do that and make no hype and it'd be like, okay, they're seriously building. But it's the Twitter and it's the noise and it's the way Baker Mayfield behaves, as do a lot of the rest of that squad, when they've got nothing to be arrogant about yet. You know, yes, they've no, had a absolutely. winning season. They've had one winning season where they're nine and seven for the first time in however many years. <laughs> They've really succeeded and achieved absolutely nothing yet. So, I mean, I think they deserve it. But And with their rookie coach as well, Fred Kitchens, who yeah. was, he was a quarterback coach this time last year. Upgraded to offensive coordinator when um, Hugh Jackson was fired and now head coach. And he's sort of like acting like he it's going to be easy and he knows exactly what he's going to do. And it's been an absolute disaster. Oh, I'm disappointed. It's been a bit embarrassing, really, that I backed him so heavily last year. And yeah, they got absolutely demolished by the San Francisco 49ers 31-3 who have turned their fortunes around yeah one of the only two teams in the NFL with a completely unbeaten record so far with the Patriots and I guess for now that concludes our last week's roundup this is Fuse FM Manchester's student radio to which we're going to follow with the news That was meant to be a gong. <laughs> it's going to be a better gong next do time. Do it again, do it again, we'll do, do it again. again. Yeah, that was good. No, no, that, that was good. That was pretty good. More, more gongs to follow. <laughs> if you want to make us a news jingle, we'll happily accept it. Any sort of jingle will be encouraged. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we'll start with the draft. Draft happens in April. Obviously, all the new college players come into the league. And just a few highlights you want to pick up. Tom, Kyler Murray going first pick. So, I absolutely love Kyler Murray. I love sort of running quarterbacks underdogs Kyler Murray <laughs> is an underdog in the sense that he is underneath the size of most players in the NFL he is something like five nine and a half so he is tiny but he is absolutely electric and he's got this absolute gun of an arm and he didn't even tr- he didn't even run at the combine he didn't even try out did he no and he just waltzed in and Cliff Kingsbury the new Cardinals um, head coach he famously said in an interview when he was coach of Texas Tech that if he was head coach, he would take Kyler Murray number one. And they did, in the end, sort of discarding poor old Josh Rosen, their number one pick from last year, to go in a completely different direction. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel with Josh Rosen? I mean, <sighs> he was already seemed to be upset about being the fifth-picked quarterback in the draft last year, and that was heavily talked about, about how he was meant to have the most natural talent and how he was supposed to be the most NFL-ready. It didn't work out last year. The uh, Cardinals really struggled, and to discard your first pick from the previous year is so unusual. Off to Miami, where he's having no more success, success than, he had, than he had last year. And yeah, Kyler Murray gets his first win on the board, see how he goes this season. Kyler Murray, as well, let's not forget, got drafted in the top 10 of the baseball MLB oh, yeah. draft as well. So he was on his way to Oak, the Oakland Raiders. He basically asked them if he could play his final season at Oklahoma as football. To which they said, yeah, go on. And then goes and gets drafted number one overall in the NFL draft, which is the first time it's ever been done to be drafted. Sometimes players do get drafted in both. So Russell Wilson, we spoke about earlier, he was drafted in something like the fourth round of the Major League Baseball draft. Kyler Murray went in the top 10 
in both. Yeah, imagine being an Oakland Athletics baseball fan and thinking you had this great talent coming to your team. You're asking to play NFL. <laughs> I mean, being that talented, you hear of players in you know the Neville brothers played county cricket, I think, but you hear of players being that talented so so rarely, and to be that high as a college athlete is unbelievable. And then Nick Bosa, I would say, the best player in yeah. the draft will stop. You have to say the most talented footballer, the person who's going to make the biggest impact in the NFL in his first year going to San Francisco. And that has worked out very well. No, it's looking good for, for Nick Bosa. I always said before Kyler Murray was going to play football, I was like, Nick Bosa will go number one. Yeah. But he obviously went number two with the Arizona Cardinals, wanted to go in a different direction at quarterback, which is understandable. But yeah, San Francisco certainly not complaining about that at all. and Looking pretty good with Nick Bosa there on that defensive line. Another defensive lineman went number three. Quinton Williams, he went to your Jets, William. Yeah, again, I mean, some people put him as their best player in the draft. I mean, what, like, <sighs> you're going to hear me more, and hopefully not, but more and more infuriated talking about the Jets. I mean, he hasn't got anything to protect right now. I mean, he's there trying to protect this guy, Luke Falk. Sam Donald, hopefully he gets bent to form, he'll protect Sam Donald. But even if you're protecting Sam Donald, if he's not informed, it doesn't matter if you keep pass rushes away from him if he can't complete passes. And I don't believe that the wide receiver's core is strong enough yet. Um, so it's going to be a lot of passing to Le'Veon Bell and hoping for the best but yeah he'll give a lot of protection to Le'Veon Bell and hopefully he'll start getting back into form he's to take a whole year out of the sport remember so we'll see how it goes and finally Daniel Jones went quarterback to New York Giants sixth pick we've already talked quite a lot about him um, but he's going to have to try and prove himself this year Eli Manning's obviously giving him the starting role I think it is Eli Manning giving it really because last year they tried to hand it to the second choice and Eli Manning basically said no um, but this year he's kind of his little understudy and he's he's going well uh, yeah, and it was just so funny watching sort of the Giants fans' reactions to Daniel Jones' draft. Basically, he was say it was heralded sort of having this weak arm, sort of going from Duke, having not not a very successful record at Duke, and then he went to the Giants, and he's done all right. And we'll just have to wait and see. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown drama could be its own sitcom <laughs> this season played f- purely for Instagram I mean it's been such a ridiculous saga I don't really know where to start it really um, he got traded to... he fell out with Ben Roethlisberger yeah fell out with Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> at the Steelers refused to play the last game refused to play most of the second half of the season wasn't it he kind of completely stopped playing for the Steelers um, then got traded to Oakland in a move that kind of shocked everyone it was like that's surely not going to work they're already dysfunctional trading all their players away John Gruden such a kind of crazy charismatic coach surely that's too much charisma in one place and then he played through preseason or you know he refused to turn up to <laughs> training didn't he? he didn't turn up to any training so he'll do his own training so surely that really endears you to your fellow players um, then did play preseason then there was a drama about his helmet he didn't want to wear the helmet the NFL wanted him to wear. Is that correct? Yes. No, so basically the NFL changed their rulings on what helmets are safe and basically said what certain ones were safe and were not. And Antonio Browns wasn't. So he was told he had to change his helmet. And he basically said, I'm not going to play. I don't need the NFL. You can't do this to me. And went through a massive legal appeal to against the NFL, lost ultimately. But it was just so embarrassing. He stopped playing. He like didn't train. He wouldn't play. And John Gruden, so we see him in interviews, and he's like, yeah, of course, we stand by Antonio. Yeah. But you don't know, he doesn't, he's like, what is going on? Where, and you see him, so Hard Knocks this year was with the Raiders, and it was a pretty boring series, really, not a lot happened. But most of the time, John Gruden was just asking his fellow coaches, where is Antonio Brown? <laughs> because he just wasn't there. He wasn't there. And then, so then he didn't play because his helmet, 
He then went into a cryo chamber, a sort of an ice recovery chamber, with no socks or shoes on, burned the bottom of his feet so badly that he couldn't train again or play. And he posted the picture of his feet on Instagram. It was pretty minging. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then out of nowhere, although seemingly not out of nowhere, because as soon as he said he was available to go somewhere, everyone went, ah, oh, this is going to be classic Bill Belichick for the Patriots. Picks up a semi-dysfunctional player that will work for him for one season. You know, come into lines, it's the Patriots, and you come into one mindset, which is we're going to win, and we don't do drama. And he went to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and he was so excited, and he posted all his selfies of Tom Brady, and they were all commenting on each other's stuff, and Edelman was happy, and everyone was happy, and he played a game. He did play one game for the Patriots. A preseason game. Preseason game. No, he played one he played one real season game. Was it? Yeah, yeah, he played week two. He did play oh. week two for the Patriots. And then Got a sh- touchdown. Got a touchdown. And then shocked to nobody. <laughs> a new legal case was brought against him. Um about it was assault, wasn't it? it was yeah, sexual assault, sexual assault against his trainer. Against his trainer, and surprise, surprise, he was dropped immediately by the Patriots. <laughs> that experiment finished. Belichick refuses to comment on it now. And he is back just posting photos of him at random high school games. Um, not sure what he's doing. I mean, what's sad about it is he is too talented as a player not yeah. to be in the league. I mean, this, this was, you know, a top three wide receiver for the last five years. Unbelievable talent, speed, catching ability. And it's a shame not to have him in the league, purely because of the entertainment as well. Um, but also, you, like, you do wonder where his head's at all the time. He's had this chip on his shoulder since he got drafted yeah. in the sixth round, yeah. I believe. And so since and then, and then last year, he got paid by the Steelers. They made him the highest paid wide receiver. And quite some, some of his former teammates famously went to say, do not pay him because as soon as you do, it will go to his head. And it really, really has. And he's completely, he basically thinks he's acting as if he doesn't need football. He doesn't need the NFL. And he's a law unto himself. Yeah. And it's really sort of backfired on him now, I believe, because he's out of the game. And it's a sad sight, really. His partner in crime almost <laughs> at the Steelers, Le'Veon Bell. Slightly different story. He sat out the entire season for the Steelers. Um, didn't go anywhere. Produced a lot of music, released a lot of music, a lot of very bad music. But he <laughs> did release some music. And then the drama was, where was he going to go? And he's obviously going to go to an organization that had a lot of money, which meant they had really big star players. So a few teams are uh, talked about. Bengals were talked about. The Jets were talked about. And you end up with the New York Jets, much to my pleasure and excitement. And I was like, here we go got a big player in Le'Veon Bell to help the inexperienced Sam Donald and I still think he has the ability to do that and at least he is knuckling down he didn't come to training either did his own little training um, but he does seem like he's enthusiastic as part of the plan um, it hasn't obviously worked so far the Jets being 0-4 and four, um, but maybe a couple of seasons but at the same time I feel like he's a kind of massive personality that will get frustrated quite quickly um, and I wouldn't be sad, wouldn't be surprised if that kind of becomes very dysfunctional as well at the Jets let's have a gong so i'm gonna talk i mentioned it just a few minutes ago but the browns they had a very very exciting postseason so i remember literally just about to go to bed and i saw this tweet and it was like rumored odell beckham jr to the browns i was like no way i didn't sleep i was watching all these good morning footballs in america obviously with the time difference Oh, and they were just talking about Antonio, um, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to the Cleveland Browns. And they traded him. The Giants traded Odell, who had had a few problems at the Giants, granted. And they traded him to the Browns for a first-round pick, Jibril Peppers, and a third-round pick, I believe. Which is, when I heard that, I was like, that's a pretty good deal for both sides. Pretty good, I reckon, yeah. Giants were ready to get rid of him, but 
Odell Beckham Jr. took it very personally. He did not like being discarded by the side that had drafted him. He was going to Cleveland Browns and then he was like, right, go on then. All of Cleveland, all of Cleveland basically were like, right, let's make this our mission to make Odell Beckham Jr. sound like the most unfortunate person in the world to have been scondered by his previous team. We're going to win the Super Bowl yeah. now. We got Baker Mayfield. He won most of his games last year. We've got, they also brought in Kareem Hunt will be here in a couple of games now. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Yep. And the hype was mental. It was crazy. So their first draft pick as well, this guy called Greedy Williams, in his first interview after the draft, he was like, I'm ready to go win the Super Bowl. And it was like, oh no, this can only go badly. Freddie Kitchens, as I said before, new head coach. He's got to deal with all these attitudes yeah, and I- this crazy hot pit of a mess and it's gone terribly at the start of the season baker mayfield in his 19 starts has thrown 22 picks he's the most picked so he's thrown the most interceptions since he started in the league yeah and And this season four touchdowns eight interceptions you can't be given the amount of chat that that (laughs) man gives on every social and every post-match and every pre-match when you've got those figures go and win a super bowl go and win your league a few times go win the division when you just your division have a positive record that's not nine and seven where you beat only teams with losing records you know then talk then big yourself up but even players like tom brady just say well i've got to win another year the target's still win another year you know and you're this guy who's literally achieved nothing is that be so proud to be a walk-on and be first draft pick two years ago but uh you have a love or hate you have a love or hate the browns and they're very easy to take the mick out of and if you love them you love from their dysfunctionality and the characters they have but they're very hard to defend in an argument i know I've, i do have one point it's my housemate luke who's chosen to support them because they have a scottish kicker oh yes the scottish hammer the scottish hammer who's a kicker who basically went to some very very small uh college on the east coast eventually went to a slightly bigger college got drafted very low but as an absolute hoof yeah um played rugby played rugby yeah and is now their kicker so that's a bit of fun and he's got a long hair and he's uh, he looks like a kind of celtic warrior yes no braveheart style and, and he's good fun and that is a bit of fun he's they, probably, he probably scored their three points yesterday yeah the browns have good players oh, like yeah. miles garrett their defense is good very good miles garrett is great denzel ward is currently out injured his he's a cornerback who is electric in the backfield and their front their defensive line is pretty impressive and someone like Nick Chubb as well, their running back, comes up with some incredible plays. And I think the problem at the moment is a problem that was foreseen in the postseason is there, there are too many mouths to feed. Yep. So they've got Jarvis Landry, who was this top receiver last year. Also, Adele Beckham Jr.'s best mate from high school. OBJ, Nick Chubb, Njoku, this um, tight end who's also really, really good. Antonio Callaway is a first-round draft pick wide receiver. And basically, they haven't quite figured out a game plan yet. And they don't know what they're doing. Run the ball with Nick Chubb. That's what the plan needs to be. And at the moment, the rounds are all over the place. Yeah, especially until Baker Mayfield can get back. I think there's this pressure to use Baker Mayfield because he's first draft pick. Because they've got Landry and Beckham Jr. Who ideally yeah. are you know, two of the top ten wide receivers in the league, you could say, based on their ability. So everyone feels they must have, must have to use Baker Mayfield, but you don't use him when he's got the 36% completion ratio, as he did last night. I mean, it's going to be a long season for them unless they get their stuff in gear. Sure, we have another gong. I shouldn't reintroduce these, but I haven't got, <laughs> I haven't got them ready. Gong. <laughs>
Next time we'll have gongs and many, many, many things gongs all ready to go. Gongs really and hotkeys. Finally, the sort of the the bit of news that we want to talk about. This is the sort of structure, by the way, that we're going to sort of work with in all our shows. So a bit of previewing, a bit of discussions around some interesting talking points, and then some previews and predictions. And at the moment, obviously, we're in week five, and this is our first show. So we're summing up a lot here in yeah. a short bit of time. So we have missed some things. If there's some things you'd like us to talk about, drop us a message. Absolutely. Um, so the injuries, big injuries in the NFL. I spoke a, uh, a while ago about the sort of the backup quarterbacks that have come in. And they've come in for sort of big players. Cam Newton out injured. Drew Brees out for the season. Big Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. You could even say Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. And the fact that he wasn't meant to be out for the season, but obviously retired. Gave up to injuries, yep. essentially. He was like, I can't live with this. And it's it's rocked the NFL. Absolutely. And it's really, though, it's opened the door for these backup quarterbacks to go out there and make a name for themselves. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, exactly. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's chaos for us because we're starting to look up all these names that we've never, <laughs> never seen before. I, mean, I was looking up Kyle Allen today. Like, you know, was he undrafted? Oh, wow, he was undrafted. The guy that played for the Jets at the moment, Luke Falk, because Sam Darnold's got mono. He was 199th pick in the sixth round two years ago. I mean, it's, it's amazing that these guys can still put off wins and have success when there's so much hype about who's going to go second or third or fourth in the quarterbacks in the first round. Um, you know, Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. And... Uh, uh, quarterback um, for the Green Bay Packers uh, Rodgers was famously picked almost 20 picks later than they thought it would be picked and late in the first round um, so I guess it's good encouragement for any quarterbacks that get picked or don't even get picked in the draft they can still very much succeed in the league and it's almost like it might be harder for the quarterbacks to get picked in that first round or the first 10 picks there's so much pressure on them to succeed and deliver for those teams given what they give up to get them and you can you also you've got these players who make careers out of being backup quarterbacks course, so yeah. case keenum has made a career out of being a seventh round pick who comes in as a half decent replacement and so these sort of players can have a future in the nfl you don't have to go out there be drafted number one be amazing it often doesn't work like that for a long time and with these injuries to Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, it's opened the door for the likes of Teddy... Uh, Teddy again, Teddy I, was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say Teddy Roosevelt as well. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Carl Rudolph, who's come in for Big Ben, who people are saying is sort of like exactly the same build as Big Ben, can play the ball downfield. And at the moment, they're sort of protecting him a little bit, playing real simple game plans. But you never know with these sort of opportunities that could arise. Injuries are always going to be a feature of the NFL. Exactly. It's so physical, and it's always going to be a chance for these players to come in and make a difference. And we saw for the, the 49ers last year, for example, they got Jimmy Garoppolo this season. Oh. Who they've, I mean, they've got their five wins without him playing particularly well, which is obviously a life send for him because he can get back into his game, get back into his form, and they've managed to still pick up wins along the way. But their season was basically curtailed, was finished after two se- two games last year when he got injured. Um, so these in- the injuries have a massive impact on teams, but it's almost like if it happens early enough... You can recover and get back into the season, whereas it happens like eight, nine games in, your season hasn't got much hope after that. But even like Nick Mullins came in yeah. for um, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. And it was so exciting. This guy was a really exciting talent, and now he is their backup, and he will be for a long time, I think. And I think he'll keep it, get, he'll get a contract from it. And what I also find exciting about it is that in other sports, let's say the Premier League, you say the 20 best strikers aren't uh, spread out within 20 teams. They're probably in the top six to eight teams. Whereas here, you could almost definitely say that the 32 best quarterbacks in the league are spread out through the teams. So even the best team in the league, the Patriots, can go from having the best quarterback in the league 
having somebody, you know, 30s, 40s, just completely turns the table on the division where you can't have, like, you know, uh, City Striker gets injured and they've still got Jesus. Yeah. Or Mane gets in, they've still got Salah and Firmino. It doesn't work like that. You, you know, your whole team can be rocked by one injury, which I think makes the whole league more exciting, more diverse, more unpredictable. Um, and that's why we love it. Especially at quarterback. You cannot underplay the importance of the quarterback position. It's not just any other player he gets the ball in his hands every single play and every single decision he makes directly impacts the points for against everything and so he has to be a certain player of certain temperament certain ability and so if he goes down it really opens the door for someone to come in and demonstrate that i can be this guy maybe not at this franchise when the guy comes back from injury but it certainly gets him plays on tape for potential trades down the line i'd go as far as to say as it is the single most skilled complex and tough position in any team sport i'd say so if someone's got a better one let me know but i don't i can't see one that is more important for a team more crucial for a team than any team sport other than that and now we have 11 minutes <laughs> to do our previews this is fuse fm Manchester's student radio. So yes, we are going to have to rattle through these. And these are also my favourite bit of the show, but I just love, it's too much to talk about in an hour. Yeah, normally the, that middle news section wouldn't be so big, but we have nine months to sum up. <laughs> and the games here that we're not that excited about, we might be a bit blunt with, where usually we give you a bit more information about them. So we'll start with the Buccaneers with the Panthers. That's the game that's in Tottenham. That's the game that's the first divisional game to be in London. Um, the Bucks. it's a very open division, but I think their whole kind of success... To, uh, relies on how good Jameis Winston is. Um, he's got 11 touchdowns with five interceptions a season, which kind of categorizes how inconsistent he is. Probably rests on him versus Kyle Allen. I'm going to say the Bucks are going to get it. Brilliant. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. Love the Panthers. Love Kyle Allen. Christian McCaffrey is incredible. He has rushed for more yards than Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley combined this year. He's a machine. I'm going for the Panthers. And a little just bit of info. Me and Will, we bet, not bet, but we... Yeah, go against each other sure. with our predictions, and then the winner at the end of the show will get a forfeit. Will still owes a forfeit. I, I do have a forfeit. Any ideas, please let us know. Um, the Jaguars are going to host the Saints. Obviously, it's a completely different uh, ordeal this game when you've now got the Saints, Teddy Bridgewater, not with Drew Brees. It's in Jacksonville. You've got Minshew, who no one knows what he's going to do. He's only thrown one interception in three games, though, so he's more consistent than a lot of kind of highly rated NFL quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield or like Jamias Winston, both number one picks. I think the Saints are still going to get it done in Jacksonville. I think the Saints have too strong a roster and it will be the Saints as well. My first game that I was looking at is the Patriots-Giants, sort of Daniel Jones versus Belichick. There is absolutely no way at home, at Foxborough, that the Patriots lose this. Yeah, primetime Thursday night. Daniel Jones has never played in that kind of atmosphere against that quality of a team before. Um, you can't bet against the Patriots on this one, especially not as they're 5-0 and zero entering game six. Dolphins, Redskins. Um, <laughs> Basically, this for me is, do they play Dwayne Haskins? That's yep. the only interesting talk, talking point. There's talk that uh, John Gruden, not John Gruden, Jay Gruden, who's been let go now from the Redskins, he didn't want Dwayne Haskins, got forced to draft him. That's why he didn't play him. Now, who knows who's coming in? Will he pick Dwayne Haskins over Colt McCoy? Will Case Keenum get another go at it? This is basically a game for no one, in my opinion. Yeah, neither Dolphins team, neither team has won a game yet. Um, obviously, Redskins just had a battering loss and lost their coach. Dolphins are come for bye week. I'm going to say they've spent two weeks working out how to beat the worst team in the league. And the Dolphins are going to put it off and the oh, Redskins are going to keep falling. We're both going Dolphins. Both then. going Dolphins. Are. The only thing that'll do that for me is the home advantage. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, the Browns against the Seahawks, a really entertaining matchup, I reckon, is going to be. Baker and the Browns just cannot get their first down. They're 28th in first downs, which kind of shows a lack of experience, a lack of nous just to get that first first down. Um, meanwhile, the Seahawks want a real, real. I think they're back to kind of their, almost back to their Super Bowl winning form of five years ago. I think the Seahawks are going to win in Cleveland. Now, this is one that I cannot back Baker Mayfield on. I'm sorry. Right. Seahawks, too good. There will be games that we disagree on. This is not one of them. The Seahawks will take this. We go to Kansas City off that first loss of the season, hosting the Houston Texans. I think they're going to be livid. They're going to be furious. They're going to be back at home. There'll be a huge amount of noise in Arrowhead. Um, and I think despite the Texans scoring 53 points against the Falcons, this is a completely different matchup, a completely different game. Um, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a real vengeance after you know only scoring 13 points in their last game. Uh, and the Chiefs are going to take it at home. Deshaun Watson is an exciting player, but they don't quite have the team yet to protect him and to play with him. It's going to be the Chiefs again. Ravens, Bengals. Ravens. Bengals are a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I wish we could have some more controversy with our picks here, but there's absolutely no chance the Bengals are getting a win in that big divisional matchup. I mean, if they did, it would shake up that whole division, which is going to be kind of exciting and functional <laughs> all the way through with the Bengals and the Steelers being such a mess. Um, but the Ravens are going to take that game. Vikings-Eagles. Carson Wentz is playing well. Kirk Cousins. Can he do it at home? Can he justify that massive contract? He was the highest paid quarterback when he got that contract ever. <laughs> Which is so funny to I think know. about it now, isn't it? He was so average for the Redskins when they signed him. There was something particularly special about him. For him to be the most highest, sorry, most highest, the highest paid quarterback in the league is such a joke. He was another guy who came in low draft as a, as a backup. Yeah. Got himself a huge contract. Go on, Will. What are you going for? He's going to do it. Kirk Cousins, I'm going to back, back, back the Vikings at home. Let's have some, have some controversy. That's here. why I asked you, because I was trying to goad you, I think. But that is interesting. Did so, you goad me the way you wanted me to? Yes, 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 goaded. definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not want to back Kirk Cousins okay, at all. I'm going to back, back Captain Kirk. Anyway, <laughs> Rams 49ers. This game has here not been so exciting, so kind of interesting in years, basically, since the 49ers win that Super Bowl final only you know, what, six, seven years ago, Colin Kaepernick. Um Todd Gurley has not turned up this season yet. You know, where he's the best running back in the league last season. They are 22nd in rushing, but luckily Cooper Cup has helped them out, that wide receiver. Meanwhile, San Francisco, Garoppolo has kind of been, he's got away with not being particularly good this year so far. They're 30th in passing, and yet they're 5-0. and I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I don't know if it's a high-scoring game, but it's going to be a really tense, fantastic, interesting game. And I think that the 49ers are going to pull it off. Oh, okay, well, I'll go for the Rams because of Sean McVay. Todd Gurley and Jared Goff, and I'd have liked to have gone for the 49ers. Oh. But I will go for the Rams. I will, for controversy's sake. Yep. Um, I will go for the Rams. Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl last year. I think they're at home. Though, is it really at home? I don't know. They're at home for their last season before they move into their brand new, unbelievable cool. multiplex stadium with holes in the sides. You can see it <laughs> if you're in a plane, but otherwise I don't really see what the point of it is. But it's amazing. There's a new stadium. Look it up. The Rams, where they're moving into next year. Cowboys, Jets. Cowboys win. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to win that because they're going to be so frustrated after that loss in Green Bay and the Jets. Sam Donald will be back, but he'll be out for three weeks. And uh, yeah, Cowboys win that one. Packers-Lions. Now, the Lions have looked a lot better than they have done in previous years. But it is Monday Night Football where Aaron Rodgers thrives. Absolutely. I mean, they've got some really impressive wins this season, the Packers. I mean, they've won away at the Bears, away at the Cowboys. Both teams kind of tipped to make big playoff runs. Um Aaron Jones has already got eight touchdowns this season for the Packers. They're helping out Rodgers where he's not quite there this season yet. He only got eight total last season. He's only got eight touchdowns this season. I think the Packers are going to get this one at home on a Monday night. So do I. It's going to be a good game, though. I think that'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to watch. I think um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. Cardinals-Falcons. So two teams in an absolute 
disarray. Cardinals maybe just about finding their own way a little bit. Larry Fitzgerald getting his hands on the ball. Kyler Murray getting it fizzing, running as well. Yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Cardinals. Obviously, I spent last semester in, in Arizona. Oh, so course. in a way, they're, they're a home team for me. <laughs> um, and you know what? I think they're going to do it against the Falcons. I think I'd really like to see them at home push on from that win last week. Um, see if they can make a mark on that division at all. Um, so yeah, I'm going to back the Cardinals to win that. So am I, because I like the Cardinals as well. I think we're both going to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first favouritism there. Broncos, Titans. Oh, go on, I'll go Titans. Yeah, Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> really not bored by either of these teams this season, or maybe they'll surprise us later on in the year. But there's so many exciting stories in this league, I don't think we need to focus on that game in particular. And the Chargers, Steelers, two teams maybe not looking as good as they could do. I think the Chargers are better, though, with Philip Rivers at quarterback. Chargers going to take that one for me. I think the Steelers are going to win this, you know. I cannot Damn. see him. I think if Mike Tomlin goes 1-5, and five, either he'll walk or the Steelers will be done with him because you cannot go 1-5 and five as a Steelers head coach, you know. So I really think they're going to be up for that game. It's late on Sunday, and I think they're going to pull off the win in L.A. Well... Yeah. That is a rushed finish, but that is the finish. The end of the first episode of Touchdown with Tom and Will. It's been a journey. It's been fun. William, it's good to be back. It is so good to be back. I hope you enjoyed our first show. Let us know any comments you might have for us. We've really enjoyed doing it, and we will see you next week.